Hi there, I'm Dilma Paini, and you are listening to the English Sub School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sub School podcast, lesson one for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Happy New Year! And today's title is The World of the Psalms. Yes, I know, Virginia, for those of you learning English as a second foreign language, it's more difficult to pronounce the word world, but it's just a matter of practice. Imagine that you have the word were plus old, and you say it all together, world. That's it. If I were old, that's all, that's it. World, the world of the Psalms. It's a matter of practice. Just exercise and turn your mouth and twist your tongue. That's it. But so this week, it's an introduction to the, this quarter's uh, study of the book of Psalms. We're going to be focusing on some of them. But here we have the world of the Psalms. But before, let us pray. Heavenly Father, oh, we are so grateful for the study of your word. It's an exciting topic. Many times we, re we read the Psalms and we get just the surface. And there is so much more in-depth that you want to reveal us. Please work with us through the Holy Spirit guide us help us to be understanding better your the poetry the words of the psalms and bring us closer to you oh father please turn our souls to you because you are our help you are our support you are our power we pray in jesus name amen and amen so the lesson invites us to do what, my friends? Yes, you know it already by now, huh? We have to open our Bibles. Oh, come on, I know, it's the first day of the new year. So you should be feeling refreshed and recharged, right? Well, I didn't have any vacations and I had some time off. Yes, I took the, uh, the last week between Christmas and New Year's off, but it was my betwixtmas whatever we can call this week between Christmas and New Year, but I was home, so I couldn't rest, really. My mind was working 100,000 miles an hour. My body, I was working and doing things that I do every day. I was sitting in front of my computer. I was working in the garden, so uh, it was not vacation time. It was time off from work, but not time off for my mind. <laughs> but here we have... The question is, what place does God occupy in the psalmist's life? So the idea today is the world of the psalms. So let us see here. Psalm 16, verse 8. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Yes, get your Bibles because we're going to be reading a lot of uh, psalms today. Just one verse, but different ones. So what role does God take in the psalms, right? Uh, in the psalmist's life. How important is God? in the psalmist's life, based on these samples. We're taking some samples. It's just like you were in a perfume store and you're taking some samples, right? Just be careful not to take too many samples and you start, instead of uh, an aroma of sweet perfume, you have, you start stinking. <laughs> Don't mix too much. But here we have Psalm 16, verse 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Psalm 44, 8. In God we make our boast all day long, and we will praise your name forever. Psalm 46, 1. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Elamoth, a song. God is a refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 47, 1. 
Psalm 47 for the director of music of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Psalm 47, 7. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. Psalm 57, 2. I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Psalm 82, 8. Rise up, O God, judge of the earth, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. And Psalm 121, verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. So what place does God occupy in the psalmist's life? He's not just an afterthought, is he? Mm -hmm. Now, the lesson continues. The world of the Psalms is wholly God-centered. It seeks to submit in prayer and praise all life experiences to God. God is the sovereign creator, the king and judge of all the earth. He provides all things for his children. Therefore, he is to be trusted at all times. Even the enemies of God's people ask, where is your God? When God's people seem to be failing, just as the Lord is the ever-present and never-failing God of his people, so God's people have God always before them. Ultimately, the Psalms envision the time when all peoples and the entire creation will worship God. Hallelujah! The centrality of God in life produces the centrality of worship. The worship in which the Psalms lived was fundamentally different from worship as understood by many people today, because worship in the biblical culture was the natural and undisputed center of the entire community's life. Therefore, everything that happened, both the good and the bad, in the life of God's people, inevitably was expressed in worship. God hears the psalmist wherever he may be and responds to him in his perfect time. The psalmist is aware that God's dwelling place is in heaven. But at the same time, God dwells in Zion, in the sanctuary among his people. God is at the same time far and near, everywhere and in his temple, hidden and disclosed. In the Psalms, these apparently mutually exclusive characteristics of God are brought together the psalmists understood that proximity and remoteness were inseparable within the true being of God, beyond our comprehension. Well, this is my parenthesis. The psalmists understood the dynamics of the spiritual tension, their awareness of God's goodness and presence amid whatever they were experiencing is what strengthens their hope while they wait for God to intervene, however and whenever he chooses to do so. Final question, how can the Psalms help us understand that we cannot limit God to certain aspects of our existence only? What might be parts of your life in which you are seeking to keep the Lord at a distance? Wow, serious question, isn't it? What might be parts of your life in which you are seeking to keep the Lord 
at a distance. Mercy, Father. Don't keep the Lord at a distance from any part of your life. He is the reason of our being, right? Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout to God for joy. Well, this is the end of lesson one for Thursday. Yes, very good, Pastor Antal. Thursday, January 4th. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes in Us. Tell your friends about our podcast. It is available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. Have you all a wonderful day, and the Lord may continue to bless us as we open up this new year.